session, I wanted to speak on um, house cleansing. I haven't done this one before, but I want to put this one in and, and speak on it because this is a problem for many, many people. And uh, I had, so if you just look in your Bible, in, on your Bible, look in your notes, page 24, I want to just talk about house cleansing. Now, increasingly, uh, we're finding that not only are peeping co- people coming to us who are troubled with evil spirits in their personal life, but many of them have troubles in their house, that some of the problems they have are in the house. I had someone ring me up in a panic a while ago, can you please come urgently to our house? We are having, there's a ghost in the house. And so, um, I, anyway, I couldn't come immediately. I did come as soon as I could, went there, and sure enough, there were some problems, and the, the, this particular woman was, uh, had gone back to her mother's house. And when I sat there talking with them, sure enough, you could hear the noises in the house. And they said, oh, can you hear it? Can you hear it? And you can hear banging and, 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 uh, and noises going on the other part of the house. I thought, oh, this is interesting. And uh, they were absolutely freaked out, to say the least. And uh, I said, look, it's okay. We can deal with this very quickly. It's only a spirit, and it will go shortly. I'll command it to leave but I really do want to know how it got here. So let's just talk a little bit about the house. I said, who, who's, who actually is renting this apartment? And it was the girl's mother. I said, were there troubles in here when you first arrived? No, there weren't. Said, oh, that's interesting. So when did the problems begin? And she said, well, when my daughter and her friend came to stay. So now we've narrowed it down. They came in with these new people. And so I spoke to the daughter and the friend. I said, well, when did you first have these problems? And, oh, they had it in the previous place they were in. I said, well, what we're trying to do is isolate and work out whether the problem was in the house and you've come into the house and now you have this problem or whether you've brought the problem into the house and now people in the house have the problem. And so I asked again. They said, and, and then the girl said, oh, um, I said, well, it's either the young man or the, the young woman. I, one of you has been responsible for this happening. And uh, I said, were either of you involved in the occult? And they said, no. I said, well, was one of you involved in a sexual relationship with someone in the occult? And the girl said, yes. I said, did it end in a bad way? She said, yes. I said, did he curse you? She said, yes. I said, well, it's not surprising you've got these problems with spirits. You're not connected to God. You've opened your life through this relationship for two to become one. He's spoken cursing over you. You now have a spirit that's going to follow you wherever you go. So I said, you need help to deal with it. And the first place to find help, you need to come to the one who can help you, which is Jesus Christ. So they're looking for a simple answer. I'm wanting to get them the foundational answer, which is the Lord himself. So we prayed, led them to Christ, and then commanded the spirits to go. And the place just went calm and peace came into the place. So it's quite common these days for people to report that there are problems and difficulties in their house. And you have authority to deal with it. And uh, you have authority to minister to people in various ways and areas. We've looked at that. But you also have authority to deal with issues related to houses and properties where there are problems where people are being spooked by spirits. So just for your, uh, just for your equipping, we'll share with you just how you go about doing it. It's not very hard at all. But let's just look at a verse on this. Deuteronomy 7, verse 25 to 26. You will burn the carved images of their gods with fire. You shall not cover the silver or gold that's on them for yourselves, or nor take it for yourselves, lest you be snared by it. For it is an abomination to the Lord your God, nor shall you bring an abomination into your house, lest you be doomed to destruction like it or be cursed. You shall utterly detest it and utterly hate it or abhor it, for it is an accursed thing. And notice here he's saying specifically to the Hebrews when they go into the promised land not to bring into their home objects which have been used in idolatry. And the reason they would bring them into their home was because often these things were quite valuable they were, they, they were carved with silver and gold or porcelain, and they were quite expensive objects. We, uh, I prayed for a businessman in, in, uh, in Taiwan not so long ago, and uh, he had over a million dollars worth of objects. And uh, when he became a Christian, he destroyed all of them, a whole lot. That's a lot of money, isn't it? Eh? And because uh, he didn't want to be have hooks into these things. So... You notice it said, lest you be snared or be caught in a trap. Now, let me just give you a couple of examples of uh, that just from our own ex- ministry experience. One of the, uh, when we first went to Danny Burke, I got filled with the Holy Ghost. We went and stayed in a schoolhouse. And 
uh, we'd been there only a matter of a week, I think it was, and uh, we'd had, um, I'd gone and we talked with the pastor of the local church, made a great connection there. We were now felt like we had a home to go to, talk about spiritual things. That night, uh, Joy went to bed and went to sleep, and, and I just stayed and watched a bit of television and went to back to bed. And, and I no sooner lay down on the bed, I was just lying there, just uh, thinking about things, and this tall, about seven foot tall, dark figure walked into the room and freaked me out, is the only way to describe it. Uh, I could not speak. I was frozen in fear. I was absolutely terrified. It was a spirit being and uh, a demonic spirit. And so this thing absolutely terrified me. I felt every hair on every part of me just rise up. Oh, and I, could, I felt like I couldn't even breathe. The, the fear was that much. And uh, then Joy woke up praying, and the thing seemed to divert its attention onto what she was doing, and I felt free, and I could get up. So I got up, turned the light on, got the Bible out. <laughs> Where do we start? I'm too young a Christian to know what to do. So one, I got the light on. That was a big help. <laughs> I've been scared of the dark. <laughs> and then... I, uh, I read Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He make me lie down Greek by I mean, I was pretty, pretty, didn't know much to do then. But anyway, that was enough for the night. And uh, we were okay for that. But we had to actually realize there was a spirit in the house and we needed to cleanse the house and get the house out of it. I then discovered that there were heaps of them in the school as well. And uh, so uh, what I, once I'd learned what to do, then I began to go over, sometimes I'd go over at night to the school and I'd walk through it in the dark and pray in tongues and decree the authority I had over all of those demons and overcame totally all fear of the things of the dark. <laughs> I used to be terrified to go put the things out at night and want to run back to the house. <laughs> it was bad. So, so anyway, we had that spirit in that house and that, that was a bit of a problem later on. Uh, one of our babysitters, came, we came home and she was weeping because she was absolutely petrified because she'd heard footsteps walk up and down in the hall. So anyway, we prayed and got rid of this thing out of the house. Uh, when I came first to Hastings, we had a, a, some neighbors not far from us and uh, they said, can you come and help us? We've got major problems of oppression and sickness in our house. I said, I'll come over tomorrow. And I prayed and I thought the Lord say to me, they've got some masks from Fiji. So I went over and I said, have you got any masks from Fiji? And they said, yeah, we have. We bought some back. I said, don't you realize they pray over those things and impart spirits into them? Your problems began when you got the masks in the house. So we uh, prayed. I told them to destroy the masks. But then he came over the next day and said, I tried. I poured petrol on them, but they would not burn and they were wooden. Isn't that interesting? And I said, okay, well, next time put some petrol on them. And uh, I said, that's a good start. And I said, and then pray and bind the spirits and decree destruction on that object. Well, he came back the next day and he said, whoa. Said, <laughs> it went up with such a big bang. We nearly all got burnt. <laughs> and they just burnt the cinders. Just burnt right out like that. It was, so those were early experiences we had just related to these things. We had another experience at one time where had a whole group of young people and they brought up some of the... Some of the um, uh, uh, music that they were listening to, really heavy, bad stuff. And when when a couple in our church burnt them, they got they took a photo of the fire burning, and you could literally see faces in the fire. Quite extraordinary picture. You can see things in the fire as they burnt these things. So, demonic spirits get access to buildings, to objects, and to people, occasionally to animals. And we need to just know what to do. It's not hard. It's really easy. Any person can do it. You just need to know what to do. That's all. And so uh, sometimes evil spirits will get into uh, an object uh, because it's been invoked. Someone laid hands on it. They carved the idol, laid hands on it. So any object which has been used in idolatry almost certainly will have a spirit attached to it. If something's been hand carved and is the representation of some god, almost certainly it'll have a spirit has been imparted to it through the laying on of hands. You've just got to be aware of that. Now, wherever a person brings such an object into the house, the demonic spirit can then come and operate against the people in the house. Sometimes people have been involved in the occult in the house or there's been a trauma or maybe a murder in the house. You ever notice if there's a murder, often people will just go and burn the house down? You ever wondered why on earth would you do that? I mean, why would you do that? It's a waste of money. But it's because... 
of an old superstitious fear that if there's something like that's happened, the place is demonized, and the only way to deal with it is to burn it to the ground, put it to judgment by fire. Isn't that an interesting thing? Now, we don't need to do that. We can actually pray and see the house cleansed quite easily. So God warned them not to bring things that are into the house that were of an occult nature. And he said, if you do it, you'll bring a snare on yourself. So, uh, this, so, so we need to look at how to deal with the house. Now, common indications that a house needs cleansing are these kinds of things. Here's a few of them. Uh, there may be others, but these are the one, most obvious ones. Unexplained noises at night or sounds at night, uh, voices, uh, uh, someone walking, uh, doors opening and shutting, uh, objects moving, uh, rattling of chains. I haven't heard that one, but I understand that's another one here. Yeah. Uh, objects moving spontaneously without anyone touching them. Uh, spirit beings appearing at night. Uh, un- unexplained areas of coldness in the house. Now, we're not talking about lack of insulation. We're talking in an area that should be warm, and it's actually quite a funny, cold, strange atmosphere. I've seen that in some houses. Uh, constant sickness in the house. Once they moved in the house, they become constantly sick. Uh, constant oppressional heaviness or even strife and conflicts in the, in the relationships that began when they moved into the house. Recurring nightmares, uh, constant turmoil in relationships or children terrified of, uh, of uh, unseen beings. Now, when we first came here, we had major spiritual warfare to break through and see God move. And, uh, and on more than one occasion... Uh, our youngest daughter woke up absolutely terrified and obviously seeing spirits. So they would come and they would enter the house and try and torment the family and, and try to wreak havoc in the home. And, and uh, I remember one night, she, I, I could tell you, hear the sound of her cry. Uh, after a while, you know your children's cry. And this one was, this is a terrified cry. So I was out of the bed, straight around in there, grabbed her, put her in bed with us. And she was in the bed and she would look out and then she'd suddenly bury herself down. So she could see the spirit. I couldn't see it, but I become immensely aware that the thing was there. So this was not a demonic, this is a demonic defilement as a result of engaging in the work of God and there probably being occult curses directed against us. Who knows? Whatever it was, there was a spirit in the house, needed to get him out. And so we had to learn how to pray and how to deal with it. So uh, let's have a look then at how you can deal with it. And I'll show you some things which are, obvious things and then some things which are perhaps not so obvious. Deuteronomy 7 verse 2, when the Lord God delivers them into your hand, you shall conquer them, utterly destroy them, make no covenant with them, nor show mercy. So God delivered his enemies into the hands of Israel and he required they totally conquer them. So if you ever encounter this, it's your responsibility to totally conquer it and deal with any defilement. Now, the principal causes of defilement are, as far as I'm aware, ungodly objects inside the building defilement that's been caused by previous occupants of the building. So they were involved in idolatry, had a little altar there or spiritism of some kind. Or there's been curses put on the building or the land, by often by indigenous people. So sometimes a land may have been built on that had a lot of bloodshed on it. And so there's all these kind of issues in the land. We had a neighbor of ours and he came over and he said, you're a minister, aren't you? I said, yep. And he said, can you help me? I said, why? He said, I'm having tormenting spirits in my house. So we went over and prayed through the house, and uh, he had temporary relief, but they were back the next day. And I said, that's interesting. And uh, so we had a talk with him about it, and uh, I went and prayed around the land. And when we prayed around the land, then they left completely. He was completely at peace. So clearly, whatever it was, there was something on the land and associated with the land. And sometimes it could be just a cult thing. Sometimes it would be a murder. Have you ever noticed that some areas of highway, which are straight, have unusually high accidents? And no one can explain it. Possibly it would be explained if people could look into the history of it and see if there were bloodshed or fights or battles or occult practices in that area. That would give explanation for why on a straight stretch of road there's unduly high number of accidents that cause death. In fact, some parts of New Zealand, they say high accident area, slow right down. They drop the speed level down, but it, it's still a happy accidents. And it's because and we had one area that we prayed. There was a whole section of a street of road, and the, and the people that lived there said, look, could you help us do something about this? We're having accidents here all the time. And we went into that area and prayed, and that was the end of it. They didn't have accidents after that. 
So this is, this is a spiritual reality here that actions of people on the earth open gateways for spirits to come and create problems. So objects, there can be some specific objects that cause defilement. So obviously uh, pagan objects of art where there's um, statues or false gods, they're the most obvious ones. So many objects are, are obvious. Any objects used in spiritism, occult jewelry, um, Masonic regalia items, occult books, Ouija boards, occult toys, some music items, some video games, uh, some pornography can create that problem, pictures and magazines and drugs. All of these have an opportunity, they can create it. They're, you've got to let the Holy Ghost show you what the problem is. And uh, we'll show you the simple steps. Now, here's an important practical point. You have to exercise wisdom about destroying the property uh, that's in the house, <laughs> particularly if it belongs to someone else. You have responsibility over your own possessions, but someone else's possessions are theirs. So that creates a difficulty. You need wisdom in, in handling objects that have been owned by a child or by teens. You can totally destroy your relationship with a teen or uh, any hope of them coming to Christ by going in and taking some object in a religious fervor and crusade Burn it because it's off the devil. You know, now this is not going to help build relationship and, and help that child come to the Lord. They will alienate you completely. So uh, it, some objects are obvious, occultic, and defiled. Get rid of them. Some objects are completely not. Don't worry about them. And some objects you just may not be sure about. The ones you're not sure about, just ask the Lord, what do you say? Maybe all you need to do is just bless them. So for example... You buy some jewelry secondhand. Now, you have no idea what on earth went on behind that piece of jewelry. So it helps. It just pays to take the jewelry, lay hands on it, and say, Father, whatever has been on this before, we just break it now. We dedicate this to you, and we are it to your honor and glory. Just a simple little prayer, just like that. Just helps to do that. So, so how do you go about um, doing the house cleansing? It's not very hard. Uh, I believe we, I, we just go into a house, just begin to pray in tongues, speak in the Spirit, start to worship God and, and open our hearts to the Holy Ghost. You need revelation from the Holy Ghost. I'll inquire of the people in the home and try and find out when, what is the problem, which room is it in, when did it first start. Because when it first started gives you a clue many times to what the source of the problem is. So listen to the Holy Spirit. Lord, t show us, are there any legal things that we need to address? Are there any issues we need to renounce or speak over and ask him to guide you. So uh, if we discover some objects, we say, well, you need to destroy those. And uh, so uh, we uh, pray over them if we're not certain about them. So what we do is just uh, exalt Jesus and confess his lordship. Father, we just come to you in Jesus' name. We confess Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior today. There's nothing like acknowledging and standing strong in the spirit. Then the second thing we do is we, um, it, it, is we break all agreements that were made to invite evil spirits in. Father, in Jesus' name, I speak in this room now. I break every invocation, invitation, every covenant made with an evil spirit, inviting it into this place. I break those invitations. We cancel their power now. If there was a trauma. Father, in Jesus' name, we come against every spirit associated with traumatic accident or death. We break the power of that cursing on this building, in this room now, in Jesus' name. So speak quite simply to break agreements, break curses, and command the spirits then to go from the house. In Jesus' name, I command each spirit, go now. And you'll be quite surprised. We were at one building, and actually the, <laughs> the team that was with us got freaked out because they felt this whoosh, something just flew past them like that, and they got such a shock. You know, they, oh, what was that? You know, but there was something had been there really in the room. They just sent it out. So we, we have authority to deal with this, you see. Yeah, the person who's asked you into their house is a Christian. This is their house now. There's no right for demons there. I'm going to get the demons out. And then just invite the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to come. We dedicate this room. We dedicate this part of the house completely to you. We invite you to come and to bring peace and to bring your presence as we uh, make you welcome today. Very, very simple. Sometimes we've anointed places with oil where there are real major issues, but only with the Holy Ghost led. And you'd be quite surprising what happens. We have been in some places and you could feel the, pre the, the whole atmosphere just shift like that. Now, I'll give you an example. This is a really good one. I was called to do a, uh, um, a funeral, take a funeral. It was a tragic funeral because 
a woman had committed suicide, gone into the bathroom, filled up a bath and cut her wrists and died. That's tragic, absolutely tragic. And so we, I was asked to take the funeral, and the funeral was at, it was down the road here, just down Orchard Road, it was at the crematorium, and they got a little chapel there. Now, you can, so walking in there, so we went in there, and I went in there with two musicians from our uh, church to set up a, a keyboard there and to just create a bit of atmosphere for worship. And as I got in there, now, the Holy Ghost must be just on me over this one. And I came in there, and as I walked in, a, the, the oppression was immense. You could feel heaviness and death and grief and despair. It was horrific. I could feel it. And I was just walking there praying in tongues, and suddenly I said, In Jesus' name, every spirit of grief, death, and despair, out now! I just, and I did it just about that quick, and I caught the two others by surprise. And they nearly fell over because they suddenly felt this rush out of the room and the peace of God just came in like that. It just descended into the place just like that. Now, when it came to the funeral, the presence of God was so strong there that people... Now, this is a suicide. You'd expect everyone to be overwhelmed with grief. But the presence of God came so strongly that people just sat there just enjoying his presence. It was amazing. It was like a total turnaround and we're able to preach the gospel and share, bring a message of hope and open the way for people to come to respond to Christ. It was amazing. But that is taking authority over the spiritual atmosphere. There's something there that causes the problem. Take authority over it. So if you're ever in some atmosphere or some place where it's clear there are spirits there, now it may not be appropriate to do what I just did there, but what you can do is just get in a corner just away from everyone and just when you get in the corner and just out of just out of obvious uh, you know connection with everyone, you begin to pray in tongues. Cool, but now I just speak in the spirit. Now I speak to every spirit here. I command you to go now in Jesus' name. You should be gone out of this place right now. I assert my authority over you in Jesus' name. I just release your peace and presence, Lord. Let your peace just come into this room right now. Just begin to fill it and invade it. We invite your Holy Ghost to come and bring peace just now. And you can change an atmosphere just like that. If you know your authority, otherwise you look at it and it'll overwhelm you and you'll back up. So that's why practicing and praying and practicing speaking and practicing in this area, you become more familiar with it and it becomes nothing for you to just, oh, there's something here, all right, we'll just speak into it now. In Jesus' name, go. I've done that in a number of situations and you feel a change straight away. And people don't know what, what they haven't got a clue what you did because they weren't seeing and you didn't make a big noise of it. You just brought the presence of God with you into that place. And isn't that what we're supposed to do? Bring the presence of God? Heaven to earth. Isn't that fantastic? Okay, then. All right, then. Now, let's just talk a little about ministering to one another. How many would know what to do now? If someone's got a haunted house, you could go to it and pray right now. and That'd be great. So pray, ask God to give you some opportunities and keep your ears open. Anyone's got a haunted house, say, great, I'll come and help you. And remember, if there's a demon in there, it's not a ghost, it's not a person, it's not Uncle Fred, uh, they're long gone, you know. It isn't one of them. It's actually a demonic spirit. And there's always a reason it got there. Ask a few questions. Ask the Holy Ghost to help you, but ask the questions. Was it in, find out, was it in the house before they came, or did they bring it into the house with them? That'll give you the clue. If it was in the house before they came, someone else has brought it in, you can address it quite easily by breaking the covenants, agreements, whatever trauma has been there, and just releasing the presence of God to come. Or if it came in with them, you've got to talk to the person and say, hey, let's work out how come this thing here. Was this in the last house you were in? Oh, it was. Then you have brought it with you, which makes an interesting thing. How keen are you to get rid of it? You know, most people are really keen to get rid of it. So, well, then you can talk and say, well, the spirit world is very, very real. And what you're experiencing is an evil spirit. But there's also a spirit called the spirit of God who's a very good spirit, very kind and loving spirit. And he comes to us when we receive Jesus Christ. And you can just quickly, easily share the gospel, lead people to the Lord, and then pray and bring peace to the home. Quite, it's quite, and there's a lot of people who've got this problem right now. They pay exorcists and people to come in and pray prayers and do stuff. But we've got the answers. We can make it happen. Quite simply, quite easy. And if you pray in the house and there's no lasting freedom, consider praying around the grounds as well, just inside and outside the house. Sometimes it's both. And if there's still no freedom, then it's in one of the people and they're inviting them back in. Now, this guy over the road, 
She said, could you come back? My house got spirits again. I said, well, I cleaned them out. How come they come back in? <laughs> and uh, he said, well, I had a friend over here, and he's a psychic guy, and he downloaded in the house. I said, well, what are you thinking? You know, you've got to stop him doing that kind of stuff. You've got to protect your house from this happening. He said, this guy has brought the spirits in. He's not a friend. He's actually brought problems to your house. Consider that next time you invite him in and tell him not to do it. So we prayed, and again, the house got cleared out. Amen. Okay. All righty then. Well, we don't have, we could spend a lot more time, but I think I've written out quite a few things just on ministering. And, uh, but what I want to do is I want to give you a chance to pray and minister to one another. So I'm going to give you just uh, three, two or three exercises for you to do. Okay. So the first one, I want you to get used to speaking with power, speaking with authority. So we've got a very simple exercise that we can do. And uh, we'll just need a couple of volunteers. I'll show you exactly what I want to do. Two of you will do fine. There we go. Come on up. You're right in front of me. Then I'll try some others as well. Okay, then. And uh, so, all right, then. So, and we'll get one third person. Right, come on up. That's the way. There we are. Okay, then. Come and stand behind her. That's right. Now, you are the catcher. Okay? And you are the receiver. And you are the one who's going to minister the power of God. Isn't that like, <laughs> what did you say, oh, no? Why, why, why did you say, oh, no? Tell me what you're thinking when you said, oh, no. You don't have the confidence. What if I showed you step by step? Okay. All right. So first of all, I want to just get a couple of things. Do, do you have the Holy Spirit inside you? You hope so. You're not sure. Okay. All right, then. Well, these are, these are what's called foundational for ministering to people, is to know where I am and what I have inside me, see? So when we get born again, we receive the Holy Ghost. So what I'll do is I'll just approach it a little differently and I'll help you with it. There we go. Here we are. All right, then. So the first thing you can just ask is, can I practice on you? Awesome. Great. Great positive response. That's right. Okay, then. So you just uh, keep your eyes open. You're the catcher. And if she falls over, then I need to make sure you've got your eyes open to catch her. All right. She has a tendency to fall. Okay, then I want to when they tell her now, just lift your hands up. That's right, and look towards the Lord. That's right. Now, what I want you to do is put your hand on his shoulder. That's right. Okay, then. Now, we're going to pray in tongues together. Now, I'm with you here to help you, see? And this is how close God is. He's even closer than I am to you. And so let's pray in tongues together, shall we? I want to pray in tongues. Now, as you're praying in tongues, the Holy Spirit's inside, you see. He's arising and flowing through you. That's right. Rise up a little more strongly. All right, then. Now, this is what we're going to do next. I want you to, with your eyes closed, to just begin to meditate that God is in me. His Spirit is filling me up. I'm being filled with the Spirit of God. Just set your mind not on trying to do something, but on God being in you. Then on the count of three, I want you to just speak the word strongly and release power. Speak the word power. Okay? Ready? Power. So we meditate. Just consciously be aware God is in you. Thank you, Lord. Your presence is here. Now, one more time. One, two, three. Power. There you go. That was a bit better now. See? He's being touched by the... You're being touched by the presence of God. <laughs> Okay, that's right. Thank you, Lord. Just release your anointing, touch it right now. Just minister and flow. There it is, this presence of God. Okay? Now, so when you started to speak out, what did you feel inside yourself? It helps to reflect and to think what you experience. See, whether it was good or bad, whether there are struggles or not, all of it is a learning opportunity. So when you were first asked to do something, your first feelings were what? I can't do this? Okay, all right, and so now you can either reject that or you can embrace that. If you embrace it, you will have trouble. If you reject it and say, no, I refuse that, God is in me, God can work through me, then you'll be ready to start to minister. If you let the thought stand, it will hold you captive, see? So we reject that thought. Now, when you come to actually speak out to her, what did you feel happen as you spoke? You can't recall. That's okay. That's all right. Because most people, are, you're probably caught up with being in front of everyone and it's overwhelming. 
That's all right. It's okay. Don't worry about that. It's over. I'd be overwhelmed if I was there too. <laughs> okay, we're ready. Just one more time now. Don't want you to quietly pray in tongues. Thank you, Lord. Now, what we're going to do is just kind of together on the count of three, I'll go one, two, three, then we'll just speak and release the power of God with the word power. Now become conscious. God is with us. We're working as a team, hand in hand with the Holy Ghost. He's going to release his power. Three, two, one. Power. Now that's more like it. Now you got it. See? Okay. Now that was great. That was great. Now you see, between you doing it the first time and that time, something changed inside you. And it's what changed in you that enabled you to release power into her. So what changed in you was your confidence shifted from being overwhelmed by perhaps being self-conscious initially and uh, I can't do this. You moved progressively to where actually you arose and what, the way you responded, I felt you stood up and went for it. And that's what got the result. <laughs> Come on, good on. Just give her a clap. That was fantastic. So remember, everything we can learn from, whether it works or doesn't work, we can still learn. And the key to learning is evaluating what was going on in your thoughts and in the feelings that you had as you sought to minister. And so I just ask the questions, just ask the questions, try and work out what's going on. If you have doubts, remember doubts and unbelief stop the flow of power. Brian, come on over here. Let me just pray for you. Can I practice on you? Wonderful. That's good. Close your eyes and look up to the Lord. Now, this is what I want to do. I want to just pray in tongues. I've got someone there behind him. He's okay. Okay. She's used to this. So I begin to just pray. Father, I just thank you for your presence here right now. I become conscious of God. Thank you, Lord, that you are wanting to impart to him right now. In Jesus' name, the power of God are released into him now. I tried a bit hard. <laughs> okay, then. Now, you remember, it's about being God conscious and releasing what God has given. Amen? So why don't we get into groups of three and practice on one another. Remember, you get into group of three, one has eyes open and is the catcher. One has their eyes closed, looking up to God to touch them. One of them is the one who's ministering. And the one who's ministering, can I practice on you? Say, yeah, come on, give us your best shot. Come on, and we open. And then we work through it together. We ready? Come on, let's try it. Let's all try it. We're releasing the power with the word power. So get into groups of three. Come on up the front. There's room up here. There's room up here. Okay. Room up here. Find someone that's got... Are we ready? Who's, who's catching Lynn? I want to know who's catching Lynn. Steve, I'm relying on you to do a good job. No dropping her. Okay. Okay, we all ready? Now, to do this exercise, just what I'd like you to do is this. You'll all be lined up in a row of three. One is the catcher. Make sure the catcher knows they're catching. Who is catching? Okay, tap the person you're going to catch on their shoulders so they know you're there. Okay, all right then. And keep your eyes open. All right then. Person receiving. Who are the person receiving? The hands up. Whoa, glory to God. Okay, here's the person praying. Awesome. Now ask the person receiving, can I practice on you? Yes, great. Okay, then tell him now, look up to the Lord. He's going to minister to you. Now let's do it together. Okay, put one hand on the top of his shoulder. Now begin to pray in tongues. Thank you, Lord. Your presence is inside me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay, now on the count of three, we will release the power of God by speaking the word power. Three, two, one. Power! Oh, look at that. Whoa. Whoa. Goodness me.
We'll do it again. We practice together. Thank you, Lord. Holy Ghost, come upon her and touch her. We thank you, Lord, for your anointing here now. Three, two, one. Power of God. You just held back. You held back inside. You need to give yourself. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Change over. <laughs> okay. All right, are we ready? Okay, then, person being, who, person's catching, wave your hands. Let's find out who's catching. Great. Tap the person so they know you're catching them. Okay. All right, then, person receiving, wave your hands. Okay, good on you. All right, then, person, and the person who's praying. Okay, good stuff. Okay, ask them, can I practice on you? Yep, do your best. Okay, then. Person being pra receiving prayer, lift your hands up. Turn your eyes towards the Lord just to receive from him. It's not important who's ministering to you. It is important your heart open to the Lord to receive from him. Now, the person doing the praying, remember what Jesus said, if you will say to the mountain, be removed, and not doubt in your heart that what you say will come about, you will have what you say. And you are going to say power. You are going to speak a word of power into this person's life. So I want you just to pray quietly in tongues. Let your mind settle that God is inside you. The mighty God that created heaven and earth lives inside you. On the count of three. Three, two, one. Power! Wow. Whoa! Hey, that was a good idea. A chair. Well done. Good thinking. <laughs> well done. <laughs> you need to do that more. Do it at home with the bed. Thinking, Whoa, over you go. Oh, over you go. <laughs> okay, change around. Change over. <laughs> okay. Whoa. Glory to God. <laughs> yes. Indeed. <laughs> All right. Now. Remember, when you're doing this, you're extending your faith to believe that God will flow through you like a mighty river. Are we ready? So, person uh, catching, put your hands up and wave. Tap the person on the shoulder so they know you're catching. Okay. Person receiving prayer, lift your hands up and wave. Good on you. Look up and close your eyes. Whoa, you be careful, Leon. Your sister will be on to you. <laughs> okay, are we ready? So those who are ministering, put your hand lightly on them or touch them somewhere. Begin to pray in tongues. And you are believing that as I speak the word, this power of God will flow through me. They will be touched. They will be touched because the power of God will flow. I have confidence God will work through me. Thank you, Lord. Three, two, one. Power! <laughs> awesome, well done. Whoops, how are you doing? <laughs> Careful with these fellas. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Yes, it's Jesus' words, yeah. So forget about you. Yes. And just realize that the power is of God. Okay, great. You've got it. You've got it. All right, then. Just stop in a moment. Okay, remember, we have this treasure, Christ, in an earthen vessel, that the excellency of the power may be of him and not of us. 
So you've got to remember, it's not about you trying to make something happen. The moment you think, I've got to make something happen, you now are trying in your own strength, the no flow of anointing. You have to realize, I'm just a channel of the Holy Spirit. It's the glory, it's the goodness of God flowing through me. And he comes through me, one, when I believe, two, when I speak. It's him and his power. It's not you and your words. That's just an expression externally for it to happen. But he won't work except he works through you. So your part is crucial. And I hope you would see from even for our examples before how even just the thinking in your mind going off just a little bit can shut the power down. The moment you think, well, I'm not good enough, it's over. There's no power going to flow because what, see, that thought, if you hold it and agree with it, means I'm not connected to God, it's all about me. And you see, remember I said that the devil will try to get you disconnected so you're out of positioning. That's why taking scriptures, meditating on positioning with God is crucial for moving in the spirit. I've got to know where I stand. And the moment it comes up as a problem is when you try to pray for someone because you think it's about you, you center on you, and your spirit closes down and the anointing stops. All right, then I'm going to try it one more time. I want you just to listen again. We're going to do it a little bit differently this time. And uh, I want you this time, instead of saying the word power, I was just getting you used to speaking strongly. And uh, this time I want you to realize it isn't actually about your words. Your words are one way of expressing it's actually releasing by faith. This time we'll try it, and this time I want you to do it, and do it quite simply just by breathing, blowing, releasing the Spirit of God, releasing the anointing. Hey. Of course, you've been eating, you've been eating pickled onions or garlic, then don't do this at all. They will wither and fall, but not because of the Holy Ghost. Okay, so ask, can I practice on you? Get in the threes again. Hands up, who's catching? Okay. Hands up, who's receiving? Okay, close your eyes, look up. Hands up, who's, ca uh, who's, who's ministering? Okay. Now, this is what I want you to do. Just listen carefully now. Listen carefully. I want you just to put your hand on them now, just one hand on, the sh on their hand or on their shoulder. I want you just to quietly pray in tongues. And I want you just to meditate, to picture in your mind that Almighty God himself is inside you. The word spirit is the word breath. So it's not about me just blowing or breathing out. It's actually about me letting go my heart to this person. It's releasing all that God is in me, I'm letting God flow through me. You are joined to the Spirit of the Lord, one Spirit. So if you let your heart flow to them, the Spirit of God will flow with you. So pray in tongues now quietly. Become just mentally aware. God is inside me. Amazing, great, almighty God is inside me. And I'm just going to release what he has given me into this person. Three, two, one. Release. Well, look at that, see? Oops. Hadn't. Last man falling. Catchers aren't supposed to fall. <laughs> Hadn't's greedy for the Holy Ghost. He wants everything everyone can give him. <laughs> oh, too much power. <laughs> awesome. Okay. How many got something happen? There was a flow of power. That's wonderful. That's some. Not, not as many as this time. Okay. All right, then now, just stop and listen again. It was easier when I said speak a strong word for you to believe something would happen than just breathing because you're depending on what you do rather than depending on the Holy Spirit. See, in a moment I'll show you how to do it and you're not even going to say anything or do anything much. We're going to believe that God will come on them as we pray. Okay? All right, so this time I'm going to try it again. Oh, that's great. That's really a help. So it'll make you look good when you blow. Okay. <laughs> okay, we ready? Can I practice on you? Begin to pray in tongues. Pray in tongues.
Praying tongues, kula baranda ramakashi karabarat darabakashi karabarat dai. Ella ba 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 shikarabarat darabakashi karabaran dai. Now begin to meditate that God is in me. Focus on the source, not on what you call to do. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. You are in me, dwelling inside me. I just see your presence, your power filling me right now. And Lord, I thank you. We love this person. We're going to release you to them. Now, ready? Three, two, one. Wow, there we go. Awesome. You caught him that time. That's good. I was getting a bit worried. He's falling over all the time. I wanted to break anything. <laughs> Praise the Lord. She's quite touched. Feeling warm. Yeah, they're very good. Okay, how are we getting on? <laughs> now, now, remember, it's all just practicing. So it doesn't matter if it doesn't come off 100% every time. We're just all practicing. We're just practicing. We're ready. Whoops. Someone practiced very hard. They fell over. Was, who was that? Was that Gary? No, it was Sergeant behind the camera. <laughs> he was giving a bit of a help. Okay, we're ready this time. Can I practice on you? Thank you. Do your best. Okay, then put your hand on them lightly. Begin to pray in tongues. I begin to meditate. God is inside me. Thank you, Lord. Holy Ghost, come. Spirit of the Lord, come. Three, two, one. Very good. Very good. Very good. Hey! And of course, some people are like the rock at Gibraltar. Tom, it's okay. He's never fallen over for me either. <laughs> we could try together sometime. All right then. Okay. Don't give up. All right. Are we ready? Just, uh, we'll do one more. Right to come over? Yes, come over. Yeah, come over. Okay, this time, just watch this way. Oh, Brian, I need you to catch your wife. You can come and you can come and catch him. All right then. Okay. All right then. Now I want you to listen. Now we are called ministers of the spirit. Okay, ministers of the spirit, and so we are called to minister what God has and bring what God has to people. So I will just begin to meditate that that you know the Bible says the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Okay, then. I'm just going to meditate on how joyful God is. And I'm just going to release through the word joy, I'm going to just release the joy of the Lord. Okay? Ready? Okay, so I just begin to begin to meditate. And when you meditate, then it will serious. You know, I'm meditating in the joy. Let the joy rise up. Thank you, Lord. You are so full of joy. Thank you, Lord, for your wonderful joy. Three, two, one. Joy! <laughs> great thing to be able to laugh and enjoy God. So, Jill, just come and stand over here. Oh, yeah, just, well, if you can, just come and just stand. We're just people people can see. Need someone, Brian, need someone to, strong who can help her. Oh, that, Brian, not, Brian's not stable, that's right. Let's take a step. <laughs> just get you up there, that's right. Just because the camera can see you, otherwise it can't see you, see. Just focus on the top of the head. You catch it right. <laughs> so I just begin to meditate again, just in the joy of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just see his abundant joy. I just allow it to affect me in joy. <laughs> we are ministering God to people. <laughs> You're bringing, 
who God is to people. It's not about trying to do some big thing. It's actually about being a gateway for God to flow and how that happens. Right? <laughs> All right, then. So you got there? Want to do another one? One more. Okay. <laughs> oh, Jill sort of had it. She's out to it now. <laughs> Kath, come on over here. There we are. You get this age, you need all the joy you can, isn't that right? <laughs> okay, just relax and look up to the Lord. Again, I just begin to meditate the joy that God has. He is full of joy. I begin to see it and let it just come and affect me. And if I'm, letting, if I'm yielding to that joy, I can release it. Three, two, one, joy. <laughs> Ministers of the Spirit, ministers of God. There's many ways and aspects we can minister. So why don't we try that? That would be great fun. Some of you look like you do with a laugh. So let's just try it. Now, the person who's receiving, now what you're receiving is you're going to receive an impartation of joy. Now, joy is not to be contained deep inside me, so deep it can't be seen. When you're receiving joy, just laugh, just let go, yield to it. Oops, put her on a chair. Okay, find some people to connect with. Start with a reasonably happy person. It'll be a little easier. <laughs> we may need you to give them a help, Sergeant. <laughs> okay, can I practice on you? Hands up those who are catching. Good. Tap them on the shoulder. Okay, ready? Those who are receiving? Great. Okay, those who are ministering the joy. Now, if you're ministering joy, allow yourself to feel a bit of it before you give it away. <laughs> so there you are. Just pray quietly in tongues and begin to fix your mind that Jesus is there full of joy. He's the most joyful person. The Bible says he's anointed him with the oil of joy above everyone. So he's a very happy person. <laughs> Three, two, one, joy! <laughs> hey, good one. Okay, come on then. Change over, try it with someone else. There you go. Okay, who's catching? Okay, great. Touch them on the shoulder. Who's receiving? Oh, that's it. Good on you. Okay. Re get ready for a good laugh. <laughs> Who's praying? <laughs> okay. Put your hand on them. Begin to pray in tongues. Now, now, just begin to give yourself to the joy. Thank you, Lord. You were so full of joy. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for your joy. Filling my soul. Filling my spirit. Three, two, one. Joy! <laughs> <laughs> Joy, Holy Ghost, come <laughs> Joy of the Lord, touch you right now. <laughs> Joy in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> more more <laughs> holy ghost come on <laughs> thank you lord fill the lord fill her right now 
Thank you, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. That's right. Just let go like you're relaxing. Letting everything go just to receive. <laughs> Holy Spirit, come on right now. <laughs> Ooh. What's happening over here? Did they not catch him right? Did you not catch him? Oh, Peter. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, great, great. All righty then. That's good. <laughs> Holy Ghost, come on it right now. Fella. Touch your Lord, Phil, Phil. Phil, 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 Phil. Get a drunk, Lord. Drunk in the Holy Ghost. Totally drunk and full of the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. All right then. <laughs> All right then. Now, while you're in groups of three, just combine with another group of three. Just get with another group of three. So you've got now groups of six. Five or six. Five or six. Or two. <laughs> okay, you're in a group of five. Somewhere around about that. Okay then. Now, this is what I want you to do. I want you to inquire in the group, is there anyone with a physical sickness in their body and pain in their body? And if there is, one by one, bring them into the center and pray for them. So I want you to pray for them to be healed. Now, to pray for them to be healed, what we're going to do is we'll pray in tongues and then we'll speak and command the infirmity to go. Speak directly to the infirmity. Exert your authority. Command it to go and release healing. In Jesus' name, I command this infirmity to go. The spirit of insanity is finally left. <laughs> okay, so just check out if anyone in the group has a physical sickness. And if they have, put your hand up if you've got a physical sickness in your body. Right, look at that. There's heaps of people around. Okay, that's good. All right, then. So put one in the center, gather around them, and pray for them. And after you've been prayed for, check and move your body, see if anything's happened. What's that? I don't know. Listen, if it goes bumpity, bumpity, bump. Just pray now. Just go for it. Pray now. Don't pray long prayers. Command the infirmity to go. Release the power of God.
can move around, pray for the next person. Find out what the problem is, lay hands, pray in tongues, command the infirmity to go, release the power of God. When you finish praying, move on to the next one. then <clears throat> thank you lord thank you for your healing presence healing power coming right now dot you look like you've been wasted <laughs> more more <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> okay, let's just uh, draw into a close. Now, how many people experienced the healing? Something happened in your body, you're healed over here. Who else? How many experienced the healing in your body? God bless over there. There, two, three. Anyone else? He's got to move and check. Sometimes it takes a little time to check whether it's free. But check straight away on how you are. Okay. Well, I think we should just finish up now. We're on a great note. And uh, let's just, half past five, it's half past four. It's quite late enough, I think. And, uh, but why don't we just thank the Lord for what he's done and uh, thank things for the, the things we've learned today. Father in heaven, we just give you the honor and the glory. We thank you, Lord. We've learned so much. Lord, we help us to take in what we've learned and to apply it into our life and to begin to arise. Father, we pray for an arising and a whole new level of authority and power and an ability to see things in the spirit world shift and displaced around us. Lord, we give you all the honor and all the glory in Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.